was about to read all these NASA articles and then I didn't. You didn't care? Gee, thanks. One of them's about how Dustin's becoming the master of magnetism and flipping the Earth's uh, poles. Hooray. Yeah. Actually, you didn't read all the one NASA article. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't read the headlines on the other two. (laughs) I just assumed they were all about NASA. (laughs) Including new Egyptian dinosaur, Africa, Europe, Asia, Cretaceous... (laughs) You just assume it was a new astronaut? It was spotted from space. (laughs) Oh, I was hoping that they had reanimated a dinosaur and made it into the first dinosaur astronaut. So it can go obtain vengeance upon all celestial bodies that have wronged its um, ancestors. What size of a dinosaur fleet would be needed to destroy an asteroid? Well, what kind of dinosaurs are we talking here? Um... Well, I was imagining like theropods, so um, that's a pretty generically T Rexish. Okay, <laughs> I was gonna say theropod is a pretty large group, diverse group. Yeah. Well, um, the I guess in my that that's what comes to mind, but it would obviously be a joint venture of whatever dinosaur conglomeration can be allied together for the purpose of vengeance. <laughs> What kind of weaponry are we equipping them with? Um, sparing no expense? Uh, sparing no expense. I'm trying to think of what weapons like a T-Rex could actually <laughs> operate. We'd have to set it up to be like jaw fired so that they could just like bite down and fire the laser cannon. How about a gun that fires jaws, like artificial jaws that are identical in size and strength to those of a T-Rex? <laughs> Or a gun that fires compies, just and they, it it fires the jaws, they chomp down, and then they explode. <laughs> nice. I'm actually basing this quite a bit on a weapon from a Borderlands Two expansion. <laughs> was it a T Rex jaw? Um, no, it was an expansion that was took place in a game of D and D hosted by one of the characters, and one of them invents a gun in the game that is a gun that fires swords that explode. And then when they explode, they turn into more swords that explode. It's a pretty intense gun. So it's like a sword Yallerhorn. Yes. But instead of wolf pack rounds, there are jaw pack rounds. That eh, probably could be named better. (laughs) So where can I buy this game? Steam. (laughs) I think it was free for Xbox Gold people at one point. Borderlands with the D&D expansion? I can't remember what the expansion was called. It was not actually licensed to use the D&D name. Um, something about <laughs> Tiny Tina. She was the hosting character. But it's it's the best video game expansion I've ever played. Um, I played it with listener Curtis. Um, so, like, the game is sci-fi shooter. And, I mean, the the expansion is still a shooter, but suddenly it takes, like, this fantasy thing because it's all inside this D&D game. So it's like it's almost like a whole game within a game. Do they have any demogorgons or mind flayers? I don't recall. I know there's dragons and orcs and dwarves and stuff. Apparently some of the current I don't I'm going to I have no way to know what the terminology is. I think there's like current things in D&D 
and some of the current things involve dinosaurs. Like there's, I don't know, like seasons in D and D. Like they have there's like whatever versions and various expansions and things. Yeah, whatever. Like the new popular thing people are trying out is now. I've been informed dinosaurs feature in it. I once played it as a druid because if I ranked up enough, I would be able to have a pet dinosaur and turn myself into a dinosaur. Yeah. I didn't play long enough to do that, but that was the end goal. This was in D&D? Yeah. I could have a Triceratops or Tyrannosaurus Rex. I had a pony. I started off with a honey badger. Huh. Okay. It was actually just a badger, but we pretended it was a honey badger. Got it. Anyway, shall we podcast? We shall. Welcome to Better Worlds, a podcast exploring geek culture across mediums. I'm Trevor. I'm Dustin. I'm Matthew. I'm Dustin. I'm sensing that you guys are not into introductions anymore. <laughs> no, it just... I think we were both worried one of the other was going to go, and we were... Dustin was still worried after both of us <laughs> said something. <laughs> no, I said it before Matthew, and then there was a long pause, so then I just threw, and I'm Dustin again. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I the didn't audio must have dropped. I did not hear no. you. Yeah, I didn't hear time. you at all. <laughs> totally said it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we're off to a great start, boys. Today, I have follow up. Do you want me <laughs> to share what? it? <laughs> okay. Yes, please. In one of the Last Jedi episodes, I believe it was Dustin asked. What was the deal with the old guy with the macro binoculars? I sure did. Hey, Trevor, what's the deal with the old guy with the macro binoculars on the crystal planet? I said at the time that he was nobody and you shouldn't like worry about him because it didn't matter at all. But of course, he is somebody because everybody in Star Wars is somebody. Unless they're an important person's parents, then they might be nobody. <laughs> um, but for this guy, there are two answers. Um would you like the real world or in-universe explanation first? Yeah. Oh, uh, real world. Okay. He is portrayed by Andrew Jackson. This is a cameo from the English dialect coach on the movies. <laughs> I think that's kind of cool. Okay. You don't think that's cool? Okay. Um, why do they have that coach? Um, the wiki article mentions that he was the dialogue and accent coach for daisy ridley and john boyega and several other actors with alien languages i understand the alien language thing more but apparently he also played a big part in making john boyega not sound credible with the whole american accent thing yep (laughs) so uh maybe that's not great but he's done a ton of other movies including the lord of the rings trilogy that's the only one worth mentioning Anyway, it was a cameo from a a guy who did a lot of other stuff. I thought you hated the Lord of the Rings movies. I do. So why did you find that worth mentioning? Oh, the others were just even more insignificant. 
Would you rather know that he worked with Robert Downey Jr. in the film Chaplin in 1992? Yes. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Um, He also did accents for the Greeks and Trojans in the film Troy. Wow. He knows ancient Greek? Like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't think they were speaking Greek, were they? I haven't seen the movie. I don't think people actually know what ancient Greek sounds like because... This guy does. Right. So that's kind of my point is why why have an accent (laughs) director for that? My guess, having not seen the movie, my guess is going to be the director wanted them to both sound kind of vaguely foreign to Americans. And so they gave the Greeks and the Trojans slightly different English accents. And he had to help them keep track which... Like, keep track of which English accent they were doing. They could have just hired foreign actors and actresses, and they would sound foreign then. But doesn't it have, like, Brad Pitt or somebody in it? Yeah. You gotta hire the famous people, I guess. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I never saw that movie. Um, It's not good. Why are we talking? Okay, anyway, I thought it was cool that he was a dialect coach. (sighs) Anyway, the movie's not good. Or the dialects aren't good. The Troy movie wasn't that good. Okay. Well, I thought that dialect coaching was cool. Yeah, great. I'm not arguing that part. Okay. Okay, the in-universe explanation is that this is a character who appears in a lot of the other... Well, not a lot of, but he's in several of the other books and stuff outside of the movies. Most notably... um, there were a handful of books. There were three books specifically that came out before the force awakens that kind of followed, uh, Han, Leia and Luke. There was like one for each of them. And he's in those as just like a secondary character. Um, so he's not really that important or anything, but he just shows up in a few other things. So he's been around, he's been with the rebellion for a very long time. He, the Han Solo book is the only one I've read of those. It's kind of a throwaway story about Han being sent to rescue some special agent who is stranded and at risk of getting captured. And this guy is that person. Kalawin Emat. Cool. Anyway, do you feel like you know everything you need to know about old man with macro binoculars now? Yeah. I mean, it seemed obvious from the framing of the shot that they were implying that he was someone important, but I don't know. It would be nice to have that understanding. How did you find this information? Reading in another book or something? I Well, I had read this other book, but I didn't know that it was him. I mm. trying to remember. I think it was on some Reddit thread. Somebody... Gosh, I can't remember what the context was, but for some reason it came up on Reddit. Gotcha. Now I want to know where I found it. Yeah. So you know how reliable Reddit is? Mm. What with Pizzagate and everything? Well, <laughs> I'm saying I saw it mentioned on Reddit. Okay. Somebody was like, oh yeah, that guy is in this book. And I looked it up and figured out the details. Okay. Now I'm having to search to... Da, 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 da. I don't know why this is. I have no idea what the thread was. I think it was a GIF. People were like looking at a GIF and they're like, who is that guy? Or maybe it was a thread about something else and they wanted to mention the, I think the part that got mentioned 
was that he was the dialogue coach. And I looked up the dialogue coach and realized this other stuff. Mm. Anyway, none of this matters in any way whatsoever. It barely even matters for the books I'm talking about. <laughs> like, they could even just say, like, drop in a character here for the role he plays. <laughs> well, speaking of things that don't matter too much but are still incredibly important, I do have a piece of Assassin's Creed information that I did not touch upon in the last podcast that I would be remiss if I did not broach. And that is the fact that there are many in my are we okay with transitioning i'm doing it anyway yeah we're, um the, <laughs> I, we're nailing i've been waiting for somebody to transition for like five minutes <laughs> there are a large number of um goats throughout the farmed part of egypt and they have magnificent i guess goatees but they're they're almost past goatee they're just like full-blown goat beards and they're a lot of times i'll just be like running through a field and then all of a sudden there's a goat and sometimes I just have to stop and admire. And it's a very pleasing aesthetic element to the game. Are they more beautiful than the goats in Skyrim? Um, They're different goats. So I feel like it's comparing apples to oranges. Okay. They're, they are different in turn. Like usually you're coming upon a whole group of them because they're, be- they're goats hanging out in a farm. So there's several of them and they, are encountered in a much more civilized way than the go- I don't know. It's, just, it, it's different. Okay. But I'm trying to find a picture now. I don't not having much luck. I could snap a photo of a good what's a group of goats called? A herd. Um when I am in game and see if we could post that. Oh wow. Hold on. But <laughs> hold on to what? Handsome goats dropping into the chat now. I'm kind of wishing that they had beards like... Oh, that... Oh, my goodness. Is this them? Yep. That's actually... I don't know how he... Where that... Oh, I have an idea where that is. Um, I like how in that... So you can actually toggle on your main character's beard. So it took me a minute to say, like, is that someone else? No, because I play <laughs> with the beard on. Um, and you look pretty different with the beard <laughs> instead of the clean-shaven. But I like... Is it just like toggling the helmet in Destiny? Uh, yeah, there's no functional thing. Only show beard while in combat. (laughs) Um, the, I like that picture though, because he's just like staring at the magnificent goats. (laughs) And those goats seem to have a sense of their own magnificence. They know who's in charge and it's them. (laughs) Um, so anyway, I felt like that was a, and, and they, you know, there's plenty of other like farming. Oh, and there's something again, related to working and the working class animals. There are many donkeys that are fully laden donkeys. They never have a human around. They're always just like, they have tons of stuff and they're kind of going about their business, but it's like, I almost never see a donkey with even a human in the vicinity. So Hmm. I'm left to no conclusion other than that. The donkeys are working hotter on their own and they don't need people to get by. Do you think there are people loading them up, or do you think they just handle that on their own, too? Uh, they might contract out to people. I don't know. I okay. never see that stage. That makes sense. Subcontracting. If you're going to be an industrious donkey and get a lot done, then I would assume you are capable of either 
subcontracting or I don't know, maybe the goats help. Well, I mean, a really successful donkey would know how to delegate. Mm -hmm. And they, I never really stopped. They always look very busy. Like they're plodding along on their course. They probably have deliveries to make. So I never feel like I should interfere with that. You'd probably have to pay them for their time if you stopped them for a conversation. Yeah, and out of all the Assassin's Creeds, this one's probably the most <laughs> Sorry, money. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. This one's probably the most money strapped, so I don't really have time to pay a donkey. Okay. <laughs> I kept a straight face as long as I could. Um, I um, I just dropped another goat photo into the chat. Tell me if you think that one's better. Oh wait, that's tiny. Why smaller. is that so tiny? Hold on. It did not look that tiny when I looked at it the first time. So I kind of wish that the goat beards looked like um, the pharaoh beards <laughs> on the sarcophagus. That would be amusing. Yeah. Albeit silly. I mean, they're in Egypt. What do you expect? Everyone has a beard like that. Um, sure. <laughs> Dustin, that was thousands of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find... I don't know why this picture is so small when I link you guys to it. Hold on. Almost there. Stay on target. Okay, I'm just going to link straight to the wiki page about the goats. And you can click to it from there. And maybe you'll get the right size. Have you switched off your targeting computer? I mean, it's a little bigger. But... Oh, it's quite a bit bigger. photo so tiny? Okay. Oh, yeah. When you click on it, it's a lot bigger. Well, yeah, you can do that. Anyway, is this picture any better? Um, I like the first one. You know, but this might show have a profile view a little better. Their their beards just kind of blend into really long chest hair. Or is this more of a neck beard? I was kind of considering it all part of a beard. <laughs> I guess it's kind of a neck beard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Milady. Um, I did also want to throw in again related to animals in the new Assassin's Creed that I did not mention that you can get as a a skill that you invest in the ability to train one animal, um, not train, but tame is the word I want. And that animal will follow you around and will defend you against any enemies. So it can be fun. You can you actually always have a mount you can summon and then uh you have an eagle that you can call to help survey things at any time and then on top of that you could get whatever third animal you tame so you can have quite a menagerie following you around it's delightful i only have one more question for you about this game why am i not playing it yet there well one um you tend to like to wait for things that are complete, I guess. So you would get a better value on it. So I guess you could wait until they fully release that. And two, I hesitate to recommend this to you just because it is in Egypt and there are crocodiles. Oh, that's right. But you get to kill them. <sighs> you do kill many of them. Um, and in fact, one of the specific achievements that you can get is taming a lion and taking it to take out crocodiles. You know how much of a completionist Trevor is. He's going to kill all the crocodiles. Ooh, can you genocide them like in NetHack? 
um, you are allowed to kill as many as you want, but they will run up at you and start, like, biting at you, which I feel like you would not like too much. But with a sword, you can stab them in the mouth. You can do that. Have you guys heard of NetHack? Yes. It is a roguelike dungeon crawler that's, like, text-based. So, text-based. So, like, the screen is all text. You're an at sign moving around. Um, And the point for what I'm saying about genocide, anyway, is there is a finite number of any given creature. And if you kill all of them, then you get the genocide status on that creature. I don't know a lot of the details because I never killed that many things in that hack before get dying. But that is what I would want to do to the crocodiles in the game. And I would be disappointed that they kept respawning. Um, and also, I feel like you would come to dislike certain parts of the society, specifically the town Crocodilopolis. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that, Matthew? It is the center of Sobek worship. Sobek being the crocodile-headed oh. god. And everyone is very fond of their crocodiles. Oh, um, this does remind me, though, there are there's a mini-game, kind of mini-game, where you'll find stone circles that map to ancient constellations. And then you have a mini-game where you kind of like line up the thing. But while you're doing that, the protagonist is narrating not only the constellation, but like the mythology behind like why this is a constellation, if there's a god, his relationship with that. When he got to, so there was a constellation for Sobek, the crocodile god. He basically said something like, Sobek, I do not trust you. <laughs> I respect <laughs> your power, but I will kill all your children if they come at me. It's just like, <laughs> it was a, <laughs> like, I don't know, not quite genocide, but because I think the protagonist actually res- respects animal life yeah, regardless, but very much a, I'm have no qualms about killing them if they're attacking me. <laughs> Are there hippos in the game? There are. You could tame a hippo. And the okay. hippos, when That's I've That's exactly seen them, where I was going. When I've seen the hippos uh, end up in fights with crocodiles, the crocodiles usually are not on the winning side. That is also why I'm asking. Can you <laughs> ride the hippos? I do not believe so. You can only ride horses or camels. If you tame an animal, you should be able to ride it. <laughs> The park rangers do not recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> I will let you take this up with Ubisoft, Dustin. I don't disagree with that, but I'm afraid they'd feel like your mount was left out. It will have its turn. So it's really, it's not about your safety. It's just about the mount's feelings. <laughs> <laughs> so it's still, um, oh, and I was going to throw in, there's a like tangential mode that, occurs semi-regularly where the eviler of deities will pop up like in a five-story tall version and you have to fight them but it's only at certain ones and that's another reason why i don't think trevor would like it because i know one of them is sobek you it's an optional mode like there's completely you don't have to do it but i feel like it's a big shiny light pillar and I could just see Trevor wandering around. What am I doing here? Let's go to the giant light pillar. That is a five-story tall crocodile. Why? 
Are you insulting my video game wayfinding? Uh, <laughs> no, I wasn't. I wasn't insulting anything. I was just trying okay. to save you trauma. <laughs> okay. But Trevor, you are a master wayfinder. Thank you. The eagle does a lot of navigation for like if you're ever lost you can send up your eagle and she'll help you get your bearings oh good oh man this sounds even better the more you talk about it i'm all for all kinds of crocodiles and eagles that help you i'm all for falcon powered gps (laughs) and she can you can upgrade her to harass your enemies when you spot them from the skies nice um is there there danger that she will die there is no danger to her Oh, that's, this is awesome. If anything, you will die and she will probably signal someone that your body is in a field somewhere. I'm okay with that. She won't eat you? I do not believe so. That's good. She often saves me from cobras. Like if there's some cobras that have popped up and I'm kind of keeping my distance, a lot of times I'll just hear a, a scree and then she walks down and the cobra's dead. Or flies down. <laughs> walks <the> down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining your falcon or eagle. Which is it? Eagle. I'm just imagining your eagle slowly walking over the cobra now. <laughs> Hold on, I've got this. Walk, 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 walk. All the other assassins in the other games, which are further along in history than this, have a power called Eagle Vision, where they can kind of like, it. the world kind of grays out and it like highlights enemies and stuff like that. And they took that out in this and they gave you literally eagle vision that an eagle goes and spots your enemies for you and things like that. So An acceptable trade. <laughs> so when you say that I wouldn't like the part with the five-story crocodile, um, I have to ask, the way you described it sounds kind of like the Taken events in Destiny 1 where there'd be like a five-foot Taken thing that you'd have to take down. And I oh, hated so- those segments. So I was wondering if part of what, why you were saying I would hate it is because you knew that I hate, hated those. Um, it's actually less disruptive because they're like buried. It's five stories tall, but they don't have legs. It's just like from the torso up in the ground and you could walk away from it okay. if you wanted to. The problem with the ones in Destiny 1 was I would want to do something in an area and these events would keep spawning and I wouldn't be able to do the thing I needed to do. Oh, this would be avoidable. Like it's only on one spot on the whole map and it's usually on kind of the periphery. Oh, okay. So you'd know, and if you look at the map, you can tell where it is. So, like, there was one, It this one, I just did the first one I could do that was to fight Sekhmet, who's the lion goddess, and I had to go way out in the desert to get to that. And I think it's only Sekhmet, Sobek, and Anubis. Okay. I always liked Anubis when I was a kid. Yeah. I like Thoth, and I feel bad for Thoth because the Greeks moved in and paid to have the temple for Thoth there, um, just like covered over with like a Greek hermetic god. It's like poor Thoth, who's the ibis-headed god of wisdom. Did they specifically dislike Thoth, the Greeks who did this, or did they just like the real estate? Um, they liked the real estate. It was river adjacent. Okay. And I mean, <laughs> most of it's river adjacent in Egypt, but it's a very straight shot down the Nile. So they liked that, I guess. Okay. Speaking of of adjacent, do you have something that's Finland adjacent? 
I do. Um, so just in discussion earlier, I discovered, I w- w- was talking about the Upper Peninsula in Michigan and discovered that it is the it has the only counties in the U.S. where a plurality of residents claim Finnish ancestry, which seems appropriate given how far north and wildernessy it is. But I thought that would be an it's not so it's not exactly a Finn fact, but it's Finnish fact. I would have guessed Minnesota. I'm assuming there's a lot, but maybe that's like diluted by other Scandinavian countries. So you can't mm. have a plurality of people with Finnish. I don't know. Did you say a specific location or just the general area, the Upper Peninsula? Um, the thing I read just said it, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan includes the only counties in the U.S. where plurality of residents claim Finnish ancestry. Okay, so it's several counties? Yes, there okay. is a document that this is linked to and maybe i can find specific counties but that might be more than we actually want to know uh yes it is i can confirm that okay (laughs) (laughs) are do we have any other fin facts yeah the fin fact i was going to share we're kind of in dangerous territory here because this has been going on nearly a year maybe over a year when did we start this i don't know the show or fin facts the fin facts um maybe around episode seven Okay, so it's been going on a while, and I'm starting to forget which facts we've shared. Because I, I think that I think that the theme song came in on episode eight, mm. and the Finland stuff would have started the episode before that, or actually maybe even the same episode. But it was like seven, eight, nine somewhere in there. Okay, so forgive me if I've shared this already, but um, Finland has been ranked uh, first in the world with regards to environmental sustainability and technological achievement. The Environmental Sustainability Index was maintained by Yale and Columbia University, and the United Nations Development Program is the body that recognized Finland's technological achievement. So if you like green or whatever color silicon is, or white, then... (laughs) Finland might be a good place to go. While I was investigating Finland facts for this episode, I went to the official Finland website for like travel stuff. I don't know what exactly they're trying to market there, but there was a page devoted to trying to get people to come to Finland to work because I guess they're going to have some some kind of job pressure in the future because of the, I'm guessing, the low birth rate that is typical of Europe. Um, So we could all move to Finland and work there. It sounds like a great place. Is this what you meant when you said we were in dangerous territory? (laughs) That we're now to the point of discussing moving to Finland? (laughs) No, that's not what I meant. I, I can't remember the facts that I've shared. Oh, okay. That's the dangerous territory. I do have another um, fun fact. This is fun adjacent. This week's famous whale is actually a whale duo. Last week, we talked about Humphrey the whale. Um, Are we pivoting to whale facts? Yes. (laughs) Whale facts. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, trying to come up with some kind of clever name, but I, I don't have anything yet. Uh, so this week's whale duo is Delta and Dawn, and they were a pair of humpback whales, a mother and calf, that in May 2007 swam up the Sacramento River 90 nautical miles, which was 20 miles further inland than Humphrey the Whale got. And their journey is thought to be the longest freshwater migration. I guess not migration, but uh, sightseeing tour by humpback whales. What river did you say? The Sacramento River. Okay. So it's the same river that Humphrey went in? I do believe it was. Okay. Are there any whales that are famous for something other than endangering their own lives and requiring (laughs) rescue? Um, well, there's Moby Dick. Um, that one uh, whale, that one whale ate the uh, um, Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we talked about the 52 Hertz whale, and I was going to mention that, but we we talked about it kind of last week. So, I mean, people have these lists like 30 under 30, 40 under 40 that are like these. What is that? People accomplished. All these things and like these are people you should know about or whatever. But for whales, if they did that, it would just be like, and here's 30 whales who almost didn't make it to this age because (laughs) they tried to kill themselves by going to dangerous areas and (laughs) had to be lured away. Yeah. There are a lot of murder whales on here. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't really want to talk about them. And who does? I almost feel guilty about the fact that I liked Free Willy as a kid now. Well, okay, so I did click on one murder whale that was named Keiko because Keiko is a character from Star Trek. But Keiko is a male murder whale that played Willy, who was freed in the movie Free Willy. Incidentally, Keiko was also freed in Iceland, but died in Norway. (laughs) What? Wait, okay, because so... he couldn't handle the freedom. Keiko first started a movie. Hold on, okay, so Keiko started off as a movie star in the movie Free Willy. I don't think that's how he started, because... And then he went to Iceland he... and almost killed himself? No. And the people saved him, but then he went and killed himself in Norway? Is that what I'm hearing? No, that's not what you're hearing. Um, He was freed in Iceland but couldn't uh, handle life in the wild and died in Norway a year later. At which point did he star in the movie? Okay, so... Before going 90, to Iceland? Well, yeah, obviously. If he, if he's in a tank, if he's not out in the wild. So the movie was in 19, 1993. He was freed in July 2002, and he died December 2003. So he couldn't handle the pressures of fame. No. <laughs> No, he couldn't handle the freedom. Probably all the other murder whales were like, we don't like you. We can tell that you don't belong and we're going to murder you because that's what we do. That movie made me want to learn to play harmonica. Mm. Yeah, I could see that. I think if I watched that movie now as an adult, I would just be like really, it'd be making me a nervous wreck. Did you guys ever watch the documentary blackfish no oh my goodness i have seen that it exists i have heard things about it 
it was just a terror. I watched it at night. That I shouldn't have done that. So that's why you would not enjoy Free Willy because you'd be thinking about all the ways that Keiko was being abused. No, I would think about the ways that Keiko would try to kill the boy. It didn't make me sympathetic for the whales. Oh, okay. I mean, kind of, but at the same time, it was just terrifying. Okay, so it like increased your fear of the murder whales. Right, yeah. Beyond okay. what it had been. Oh, okay, so that's why, okay, I get it now. You'd be nervous watching the movie because you'd feel like the whale was just going to like eat the boy at any moment. Right, yeah. He's just calculating, okay. yeah, biding his time. I am interested to know how Keiko feels about being a male murder whale with a female's name. But we can never ask him because he's dead. Probably would just kill you if <laughs> it suited him for any reason whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I've got for that. Are they like endangered or anything? No. Okay. Then I don't have to feel guilty. They're endangering everyone else. Yeah. Just wondering if I could have these feelings guilt free. Yeah. Sounds like I'm in the clear. Totally guilt free. Okay. Speaking of Jumanji. <laughs> are you proposing some sort of terrifying sea version of Jumanji where as oh, soon as you say no. it, like all the sea animals. Oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't give them this idea. Oh, <laughs> I'm just imagining the characters like they get sucked into this world of an underwater game and immediately drown. And that's the entire story. That would be a kindness for the horrors they would face in the next two hours. (laughs) Matthew, do you have just wake up like half a mile under the ocean and they're like, oh, no. Do you share my um, fear of deep sea life and just water in general? Fear is the wrong word. Um, but there's a lot of things that are primal fears ingrained at the genetic <laughs> level. Yeah. That was the way I was. So I don't like being in water that I can't see what's underneath me. And there's a chance that some living animal that is not my species is in the same area. See, I don't think it would quite bug me to that degree. But like when I start thinking about. There are many sea life forms where it's just like, oh, we don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> Irrational. That's the word I was looking for. Irrational fear. That's mine. Well, that and Bigfoot. But that's completely rational. Um, So I once tried to watch Blue Planet and only got, I don't know, 15 minutes into it before I had to turn it off because I was kind of starting to hyperventilate. So speaking of Jumanji. Make sure everyone says it to seal the magic back in. Jumanji. Jumanji. (laughs) So why is Jumanji on our topic list? Okay, so um, someone wanted to talk about Jumanji. Let me go back in the text log. I think I had mentioned that I was just surprised at how much stamina the new Jumanji has at the box office and that it has now actually as... I think when I looked, it's since it came out in 2017, it's compared to 2017 movies, and it has surpassed both Wonder Woman and Thor Ragnarok at the box office. What? 
it's possible after this weekend it passes Guardians 2. So does that mean that it's better than all of those? I'm joking. Not necessarily, <laughs> but just that it surprises me that it is performing better. I don't know. <laughs> Hence my surprise. <laughs> Have either of you guys seen it? Yeah, I saw it. I, it's not a bad movie. I just Wait. think it's... When did I, you see it, Matthew? Uh, two or three weeks ago. Okay. So like mid-January, late January? That sounds right. Okay. I, it was on my list of movies to watch after I got Movie Pass, and I kept bumping it down priorities because it seemed like it was doing well enough it was going to be around a while. I finally went to try to watch it last Saturday night, February 3rd. And uh, it was sold out. <laughs> it was sold out? Yes. Holy cow. Over a month after it came out. Wow. I was like, was, <laughs> were they playing it in a closet? No. With like two seats. <laughs> they were not. Um, <laughs> and so I saw Maze Runner, The Death Cure instead. That sounds horrible. <laughs> it, it was. <laughs> I think um, if if that happened to me, I would have just gone home. <laughs> um. Well, eh. <laughs> uh, what can I say? Um. It was free. <laughs> it was movie. If if I did not have a movie pass, I probably would have gone home. Anyway, I I enjoyed the first Maze Runner for reasons unknown, and I don't know Betsy wanted to finish the series out because she's read the books. But um, let's see. I did see Jumanji a couple of days ago. And I thought it was fine, but I don't understand why it's doing as well as it is. Yeah, that's kind of my, I mean, it's enjoyable enough. I just don't know that it's run away to the extent that it is doing well that successful. Also, I did just check it, and it has not only passed Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, it has passed Spider-Man Homecoming as well. Wow. So it's soon to overtake Star Wars. Um, it probably you take that back. <laughs> it probably won't do that, but there's a big gap between where it is and the next movie it could pass, which would be Despicable Me 3. So it probably is not going anywhere. Wait, whoa, whoa. Despicable Me 3 <laughs> made a billion dollars. Did better in the box office than Wonder Woman? It made a billion dollars. What kind of a sad world do we live in? One in which middle-aged women are making a lot of purchasing decisions, Dustin. Oh, but they should have liked Wonder Woman then. It's the Minions. Yeah, they like it's the, the minions. minions, isn't it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Still. <sighs> grumble, grumble. Minions pseudo-memes are the absolute worst thing on the internet right now. Pseudo-memes? Yeah. I don't get on the internet very often. I mean, I do, but not in the places you go. <laughs> They're the only cartoon I've ever seen be fully and lovingly and totally embraced by middle-aged American women. It's, I don't understand it, and I don't know that I will. My kids like it. I'm trying to find the this thing. Well, like, they're fine until, like, you see what has happened, like, the runaway. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know how to... They're fine until you realize that they did better at the box office than Wonder Woman. But don't 
feel I'm, bad, I'm Justin. I'm the joking. seventh Fast and the Furious movie did better than the Despicable Me. What? <laughs> no! Oh! Can I just anno- stop skipping up the list and say that Star Wars is at the top and will that make you feel any better? <laughs> What's after the seventh Fast and the Furious movie? Between Star Wars and the Fast and the Furious is Beauty and the Beast. I should not have told you that. <laughs> I should have. Oh my just gosh! Made okay, it. so I, I found something for you, Dustin. Jurassic Park. <laughs> Reddit.com slash r slash minion hate. <laughs> is there anyone complaining about minions? <laughs> Our marketing ploy first introduced in 2010. They are now the Facebook mascots of seventh graders, way too random girls, grandmothers, Donald Trump, and generally obnoxious people. Donald Universal Trump. Pictures is the studio that created the Minions. Comcast owns Universal Pictures, and they are now the owners of the rights to the Minions. In summation, Comcast is responsible for the existence of Minions and uses them to oversaturate the market in a scheme I'm calling hyper-merchandising. This ensures that they're turning a profit from the sale of a vast range of miscellaneous products being sold today. Minions are no longer just used for advertising related to Despicable Me and Minions and can even be found in ads for things like snack cakes, miscellaneous junk food, fruit, Candy, broadband, internet, video games, movies, etc., etc. Comcast makes money from the sale of these items and more. This money is then used to systematically LMAO all over the rights of the general public. I have no idea what that last. I mean, I know what the acronym <laughs> means. I just don't know where they're going with that. Um, well, Trevor, no. <laughs> and anyway, this minion hate subreddit just has examples of terrible minion things and the pseudo memes that I'm talking about. Okay, I'm looking up pseudo-meme. Is it spelled like pseudonym? I'm saying they people basically take... What I'm referring to is a practice widespread on Facebook where by these middle-aged women Matthew is talking about take pictures of minions and just put text on them. And it's like, it's, it's not a meme. There's no format. It's literally just a picture of a minion in some completely unrelated text. And it gets shared like crazy. Because it's got a minion on it, but... Is it because they think that they are making a meme? That's why it gets shared? Yeah, so it's like it's like almost a meme. Because it's like there's a thing that has... Like a, there's a picture that makes people think of something. And then oh there's text. Goodness. But like they're not related anyway. There's no formula. There's no format. It's just... It's not a meme because there is no format. A meme has to have a format. Right. Um, so, like, I'm looking right now at a picture of a meme. Or, sorry, a picture of a minion. He's standing there, and there's big text that says, They say you are what you eat. That's funny. I don't remember eating a miserable failure. The text is completely unrelated to the picture. There is no meme at play here, but it gets shared like a meme. Right. It's like, the presence of the minion itself is somehow a meme. Hmm. And the text is just completely irrelevant. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. Here's something better. Okay, so, um, sorry. Uh, minion hate. The Reddit minion hate is for sharing that kind of thing, and also some of the extreme overmarketing stuff. There's a different subreddit called reddit.com/slash/r/slash/skyscapeow. That is the place for. And here's the description. Skyscapeow is a place for those minion memes that middle-aged suburban moms are making. However, the twist. Um, I don't know what the twist is. But this seems to be a place more for this sort of pseudo memes I'm talking about. People who oh oh no okay never mind sorry I just read one of these oh my gosh Ooh, never mind don't go here do not go here 
<laughs> abort, 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 abort. <laughs> Take evasive action. We will be we will be removing that from the episode. <laughs> Whew. Yeah, just, don't look at that. Just here. Here's what you need to do. Just uh, scramble the URL and the name of the, the subreddit. <laughs> So, okay, yeah, let's not talk about that anymore. Uh, what were we talking about? Jumanji. Oh, man. Um, wow, it's making a lot of money. What's up with that? <laughs> Speaking of things we hate, Matthew, you had some bad news about something we love? No, no, I'm still talking about Jumanji. Oh, you actually wanted... Okay. No, I wanted to say, I think my best guess at why it's doing as well as it is, is that it's sort of a lowest common denominator effect like there's nothing particularly special about this movie and it's not it's almost like the movie isn't anything particularly special on its own but somehow that makes it accessible to more people so like if you have a marvel movie for instance there are going to be a lot of people who don't they're just like ah, i'm not into superhero movies and so they don't see it but jumanji's just like ah, it's a funny movie right it's it's got that one guy and that one girl i guess i'll see it I think The Rock's pretty popular at the moment, too. So That's, that's who I meant when I said that one guy, clearly. I mean, Dwayne Johnson. He doesn't <laughs> want to be called The Rock anymore. And people like Jack Black a lot. And Kevin Hart, apparently. I learned who he was after seeing the trailer. I think he and Dwayne Johnson do a lot of things together nowadays, but I could be mistaken. Probably for the short jokes. People like short jokes, and this had a lot of them. They also like making fun of people who ha- have similar interests to us. Hmm. Yeah. This, Jumanji didn't have too much of that. In fact, the one person who would most be like us, that was a strange sentence. The person who would be the person most similar, <laughs> <laughs> the nerd. <laughs> The character who plays video games, it is a valuable skill because they're in a video game. And so he actually, he's kind of the main character. Since I mean, he's the rock. So I guess, yeah, he's the main character. Um, so I don't feel like they make fun of it too much. It's more of an asset as it should be. Yeah. And early in the movie, when they hit on that a couple of times, I found myself wishing for way more of it than would actually happen. So I found myself like hoping they would walk through a town and a guard would say some spin on, I used to be an adventurer like you, but yeah. it didn't, it didn't go that deep. <laughs> anyway, we can stop talking about Jumanji. Jumanji. <laughs> and we will never speak of minions again. Hopefully in a perfect world. So Matthew, what's the chances of seeing Dr. Pepper pods? <sighs> Pods, please tell me this is not a Tide Pod joke. In a perfect world, never. <laughs> In a perfect world, we find out that this sale has been closed down due to regulatory reasons. And Fill me in. I still think you're making a Tide Pod joke, and I don't like it. I guess pod was the wrong word. What do you call the Keurig things? Oh, K-cups? Sure. Or pods? <laughs> or pods? Okay, so pod No, I see right what you're thing. saying now. Okay. Pod is fine. I just, yeah, I wasn't looking at the list. So, anyway. In a perfect world. Oh, in a perfect world, this will, the buyout gets uh, shut down, and then in a rare um, legislating 
from the bench type scenario, they shut down Keurig <laughs> at the same time. Okay, so what we have not stated outright yet is Keurig bought Dr. Pepper. Is that what happened? Yes. I'm so angry right now. You sound angry. This is this is true. Why have they done this? Because they had money and they somehow thought that they would get more money and the people who own Dr. Pepper wanted that money. And now <laughs> that they have it, they probably are going to not think twice and just be happy that they're paying less taxes on it this year than they would have last year. Did you just explain capitalism to us? Sorry, that was that too political. <laughs> well, and I threw in a dig at the... Okay, anyway, that was probably too political. <laughs> I think it was fine. I already told you I'm not cutting politics anymore. Um, I'm hoping that it does not somehow lead to an adulteration of Dr. Pepper or... But, you know, darkest possible timelines are a thing. Well, okay, so... We all know we're already living in the darkest possible timeline, right? Do we agree on that point? Well, not the darkest possible. Maybe not. There's still some okay things. Okay. Okay. We're not living in the darkest possible timeline, but we are living in the darkest timeline. We're darkest possible timeline adjacent. (laughs) I'm willing to go with a very dark timeline, but not the dark. Like, rabbits aren't extinct, so it can't be the dark. Oh, don't give them ideas, Matthew. Yet. Now I'm just imagining some congressman being like, oh, do you know how much money we waste keeping the rabbit population alive? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that would even work. They they have been talking about that. It's called global warming. Trying to... Uh, mind. Are rabbits at the forefront of No, that? no, no, no. I'm just saying anything, anytime they are talking about closing down national parks or yeah, yeah. not believing that climate change is a real thing then they are advocating for the extinction of rabbit kind yes i just got heavy in here (laughs) it did (laughs) okay so here is where i was going with that the vision that i have of this dark timeline with Keurig owning dr pepper i'm imagining next year perhaps Keurig first completely shuts down production of Dr. Pepper as we know it. Then they release a machine that is sort of between a soda stream and a Keurig coffee machine. And it's basically a machine that, I mean, like, okay, so with a soda stream, you can make your bottle of fizzy water and then put some flavor in to make soda or whatever. Um, but I'm imagining that Keurig will somehow make something that's like the soda stream, except you have to have a special pod to add the flavor. And like, just like their version two coffee machines, it has to be like a specially licensed pod with the little chip and everything. Cause everybody wants DRM on their beverages now. <laughs> um, and so like, I'm imagining the only way to get a Dr. Pepper is going to be to buy one of these machines and make your own fizzy water and then buy a chipped pod and stick it in the machine, and oh my gosh! What if they made a twenty-fourth or added a twenty-fourth flavor to Dr. Pepper, and that flavor was coffee? How would you guys feel? I just flipped my table. 
instead of Dr. Per- Dr. Pepper Cherry, they have Dr. Pepper Coffee. But like not even coffee, like Keurig coffee. Yeah, it wouldn't be. It'd be coffee in the loosest possible sense, and it'd probably be misspelled so legally they could get away with it. Like C-O-U-G-H-E-E, coffee, yeah. Because <laughs> that's what you would be doing after you sip it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. I wonder if this is how the Star Wars EU got to the point where they have so many beverages with coffee adjacent names, but no actual coffee. Cause in the in the old legends books they have like there's calf, cough, caffeine. Coffee. <laughs> caffeine. Like I I think there's caffeine. I, I know there's definitely calf, cough, and caffeine. There's at least those three. And I'm wondering if they got there through some similar set of circumstances where a terrible pod bearing company took over the production of a formerly beloved beverage. Most likely. (sighs) Trevor, I have something to lift your spirits. Yeah. There is a new Netflix show that you would be interested in called Llama Llama. What? It's, there's a new Netflix show that you would be interested in. <laughs> no. <laughs> Called Thank you Lama so much Lama. Um, for repeating yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Have I, you heard I of did not Lama mean, Lama Red Pajama? I, I did not mean tell me exactly the same thing again. I meant tell me more. <laughs> I know. I was, be- I was being obstinate or difficult. Anyway. So it's based um, on... Lama Lama Red Pajama? It is, yes. And my kids enjoy it. The It seems kind of like um, a Franklin-esque show, but with llamas instead. Hmm. And is he the turtle? Yeah. Okay. So that's all I have to say about that. Is it How strong is the llama theme? Like, do they just happen to be llamas? Considering every episode is llama centric, I would say pretty strong. Does it talk about like their natural habitat and habits and things? No. Or do they just kind of happen to be llamas? Okay. They are still llamas. Still sounds like it has merit. <laughs> Give it a few goes. Have you watched Puffin Rock yet? I have. Uh, not oh, okay. all of them, but I've okay. seen some episodes. I like the theme song. That would be an example of what I mean in terms of like, it actually like educates you about puffins and stuff. Unfortunately, no. So have you read any of the books, the llama books? I don't think I have. Okay. It's more of this, the author writes stories that are kind of like her, that reflect her journey of parenthood, I guess. So there's an, there's, Llama Llama Mad at Mama, uh, where they go to the store and he doesn't like shopping, but she he throws a fit and then she says, let's work together. We're a team. Um, there's Llama Llama Red Pajama, where he doesn't want to be left alone. I'm giving so many spoilers here. <laughs> uh, doesn't want to be left alone, but then... Uh, she eventually comforts him and says, um, I'm always here for you, even if I'm not right here. Um, and there's, let's see, 
llama llama time to share. He has to learn to share his fuzzy llama stuffed llama toy uh, with Nellie new. And one of the funny lines from that is what's the new girl up to or something like that. And instead of N E W it's G N U. Oh, um, they're, they are new neighbors. And that, one, that one's called Llama Llama Time to Share? Yes. Okay. And Part of me respects that they are not overly devoted to the rhyming scheme. But another part of me wishes that they just went to absurd lengths. Like, if they couldn't find a word that actually rhymed, they just did, like, nounorama or verborama for whatever the story was. Mm. So, like, ah, like, time to share doesn't rhyme, so we're going to have to call this one Llama Llama share rama no, they didn't like that. just. But there was the Shoparama, but that was the name of okay, the grocery yeah. store. Um, they've used Llama Drama <laughs> when he's throwing a fit. I like that. Uh, they're they're fun stories. You could check them out from the library. There's no need for you to buy them. I think the main takeaway here is that Netflix is making a lot of shows. <laughs> yes. They are indeed quality television. <laughs> I knew that one was in the works for a while, so I was glad to see that it was out now because my kids like those books, and so I figured that would be something that they would enjoy watching that wasn't Mickey Mouse. Um, Kind of on the note of original programming on streaming services, um, we have complained in the past that a lot of this original programming is rated M and we don't really want to, or rated MA and we don't really want to watch it. And it's like stuff we wish we could watch, but we don't want to see the things that are being shown. Do you remember these conversations? Yes. Yep. Okay. So, um, Apple is working on doing their own original programming for their rumored upcoming streaming service. And uh, I'm not exactly sure how to interpret this news, uh, but Brian Fuller was working on Amazing Stories for Apple. Um, Is Amazing Stories the name of the project or just... That's the, that's the name of the project. Um, Steven Spielberg's 80s sci-fi series. Oh. Yeah, okay. Um, so he was working on this for them. And he left the project because of creative differences. And most of what has been reported around that seems to indicate that he wanted to take it in like a more mature rated sort of direction. And they said, no, we want our stuff to be family friendly. So on the one hand, it's kind of frustrating to see directors and showrunners leaving for that kind of thing. But I'm also kind of happy that somebody's actually going to be making original streaming content that is a little more tuned into those who do not want to have sex scenes in every episode. Yeah, that's good to hear. Yeah. Or even just like the super dark edginess that people seem to think is what makes a thing good. Yeah. So, okay. So, yeah, he left because he envisioned it to be more like Black Mirror. And they wanted it to be more family friendly. Has he seen um, the Twilight Zone? 
<laughs> like that one would hope that's an example of good television that isn't edgy at all there's nothing well i mean it, it is in a way but just not in not in a you can't let kids watch this because they're not old enough for this yeah. content way yeah um it's edgy twilight zone is edgy in a way but the biggest risk for a kid watching it is that they're going to have existential angst or learn how to respect people <laughs> i can live with that yeah or both at the same time oh no <laughs> <laughs> also on the note of tv um matthew you have made me aware that because of the winter olympics uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is off for like a month. I don't know if they were always planning that or if it was because of the Olympics or if they knew it was coming up and they filmed in that sense. I don't know. I don't know why. But yeah, that is the case. So uh, this made me curious and I looked up. Um, I tried looking up the other shows that we're watching right now. And I found that um, I think it was Superstore is also off for like a month. Um, but it was kind of tough to find the information and I was actually not able to find the information on agents of shield independently. And so I'm curious, how do you find out when shows are going to air in that specific case, the way it, the way the most recent episode ended, I was like, wait, are they on a tiny break and just kind of Googled around that and found that information. So Okay, so you don't have like a real reliable source for this? No, I I, I ad, just ad hoc it together to try to find the information I need. Okay. I was hoping for <laughs> I was hoping for like a solid destination for such things. Maybe they have a Twitter account that says things. I don't know. I'm not going to follow TV shows on Twitter. That way lies madness. <laughs> wow, I can't wait to Watch that episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. that aired yesterday, but I can't watch it until today because of Hulu. And then they tweet a spoiler. No, thank you. Oh, I was imagining just looking at the, like, when you want the question answered, looking at the account rather than following it. Oh, yeah, that could work. I'm pretty sure you can't read someone's tweets if you don't follow them. (laughs) Severely illegal. So, Trevor, did you watch the Super Bowl so that you could see the Han Solo trailer? I did not watch the Super Bowl. I watched Joss Whedon's Much Ado About Nothing with Matthew, followed by Seems appropriate. Cowboys and Aliens. <laughs> Cowboys and Aliens? Yeah. Cowboys versus Aliens. I've not seen that one. It's actually called Cowboys and Aliens. Oh, okay. I looked it up afterwards for some purpose and realized we were saying the name wrong. Okay. You have not seen it, Dustin? No, it's one I've wanted to see. How would you describe it, Matthew? Hey, scary beyond all reason. <laughs> it was how you said it. I had to respond that way. I'm assuming that's a line. Um, from the, the Emperor's New Groove. Oh, that's how they describe Yzma. How would you describe her? Scary beyond all reason? Hey, yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, I would say that Cowboys and Aliens is very solidly exactly what it sounds like. Yes, and it is far superior to other things where it's cowboys and blank. 
Cowboys versus Dinosaurs is not a good movie. Do not watch it ever. <laughs> Even if Please. you like dinosaurs, there's no. Yeah. Um, you'd probably enjoy it to some degrees, Dustin. Cowboys versus Dinosaurs? No. No. Cow- <laughs> Cowboys okay. and Aliens. Which segues into Solo, in a way. Okay, so I did not... Harrison... (laughs) Yeah, Harrison Ford is in both. Or wait, no, he's not. Ah! Nope. (laughs) He's in one of them. Harrison Ford is in one of them. (laughs) Um, Unless they pull some weird Kelvin timeline thing like they did with um, Star Trek. And have young Han Solo (laughs) communicating across film franchises with his older self also the veil of death also the veil of death um well it wouldn't have to be set after the force awakens yes it would okay (laughs) i'm joking i'm joking anyway um i did not know that they were going to show a solo trailer at the super bowl um i don't know if anybody did because i mean people have been wondering for a while where the trailer was um because it's just it was getting kind of late to not have one um which i think has a lot to do with the fact that the last jedi they didn't want to start promoting it before the last jedi came out um but it's led to a lot of rumors about how the movie is doomed and stuff so yeah, we'll see anyway i did not see the trailer at the super bowl and i still have not watched it it is in fact airing during the winter olympics and there have been a couple of times where Betsy has had to warn me to avert my eyes and ears. Ah, so you're not watching it. I am not watching it. Uh, I I kind of just haven't decided if I want to watch it. And the thing is, once I watch it, that's making the decision. So right now I'm leaning towards not watching because I feel like it's almost better just to go to it without any expectations. Um, So like... Uh, Rogue One, I got really into the trailers because there wasn't really as much of something for me to measure it against. But with Solo, there's so many inherent expectations that I don't really want to foster. Which I guess the trailers could almost be an antidote to that, but I feel like it's almost safer just to stay away. Have you guys watched it? Yes. I have not. Are you intentionally avoiding it, Matthew? I'm uh, no. <laughs> it just is not. That one doesn't particularly jump out. I, I might eventually. It doesn't grab my interest. I guess I should say he was okay. Yeah. Um, Solo scares me more than any prior Star Wars movie. I'm really nervous about. Like I, I can. It's very easy to imagine them messing it up so i'm kind of nervous about it but why would you say that (laughs) (laughs) uh because han solo (laughs) they have such a good track record um it's just the idea of doing young han solo is just very risky it's a it's a tall order the main part about that that would even interest me would be young lando oh yeah for sure so i was reading somewhere and I don't even remember what it was. Obviously, it was relating to Star Wars somehow. But they were talking about Ryan Johnson. Was he the director for The Last Jedi? 
Ryan Johnson? Yeah. Yeah. So he got some more Star Wars movies? Yes. Okay. He is getting a trilogy. So tell me about this. And what all Star Wars movies? Because last I heard, we had Rogue One, Solo, and a Boba Fett movie. And then the three, like, main story. Was was the Fett movie ever confirmed? Or was that just a rumor? I think it was... I had been under the impression that it was confirmed. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was or not. Okay. I might be wrong. I might. Are you, you're asking what is planned at this point? Yeah. What's planned at this point? Okay. What I'm aware of is, um, okay. So when early on they announced they were going to make a sequel trilogy and do alternating years, um, they would do three anthology movies. And that was kind of the initial slate. Um, Rogue One was announced fairly early and then Solo. I don't know if they've confirmed the third one yet or not. Um, and at this point, I know they also have planned a trilogy by Ryan Johnson, a trilogy by the Game of Thrones people, um, and an Obi-Wan movie. I don't know if the Obi-Wan movie is the third anthology movie or if that is possibly Fett or something else. I know they're planning on making an Obi-Wan movie, but they've not confirmed Ewan McGregor for it. Um, and it's uncertain. The other two trilogies I mentioned, it's also uncertain if those would be saga movies in the sense of like the Skywalker saga. Like, I don't know if they would be like continuing episode numbers or if they'd just be something of their own or possibly like more in the future, more in the past. I don't know that that's not known at this point. I guess I don't understand what they would be trying to do with an Obi-Wan movie since he was a prominent character in the prequel movies. It would have to be set while he was on Tatooine. Right. So then he's just sitting in the desert waiting for Luke to grow up. Yeah. I don't know how they would pull that off without making questionable decisions like it almost undermines the larger story if you have him doing some things. Like, he he kind of needs to be laying low. Right. Um, so, I don't know. He does. Obi-Wan shows up in Rebels um, very briefly, just one episode. And it's actually really cool the way they do it because they don't send him on any grand adventures or anything. Um, so, that was handled very well. But a whole movie, I just don't know. Counterpoint, though, I want more Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan. Yeah. And I would, if it's just him sitting, having like a chess game with himself for two and a half hours, I might watch it. I'm okay. That was a lie. I would watch it. I would take a movie of him just like doing mindless tasks in the desert. Like milking banthas. (laughs) Um. I guess we came to that. I can agree that the idea of Ewan McGregor makes it compelling, even if I'm not sure what they would do with it. Um, Had we previously discussed the horror of the Game of Thrones people doing a Star Wars trilogy? 
No, and I realized that that's where I read about this. Okay. Because you shared an article or something. Isn't that new between now and our last podcast? I think so. Um, And I can offer this small thread of hope. Um, The Star Wars movies so far have quite the turnover rate for directors. <laughs> um, Ron, what's his name? Ron Howard. Ron Howard. Ron Howard is making Solo. I mean, he's the guy finishing it, but he didn't start it. Um, Colin Trevorrow was supposed to do episode nine, but uh, he's been replaced with JJ part two. Um, I don't think there were any replacements on Rogue One, just reshoots. Um, but yeah, there's been quite a bit of turnover, so maybe it's really uncertain that that would fully pan out anyway. They are slated to do it right now, but who knows if it'll actually happen. Yeah. So I'm not going to waste too much time thinking about any super specific details of star Wars movies at this point, um, until they get closer. So, I mean, like at the point where they know who's playing Obi-Wan, for instance, that's kind of when I'll believe the movie is happening. And at the point where a movie is like a month from theaters and the director hasn't been replaced, that's when I'll believe that the director is going to make it to the end of the project. (laughs) So did we have anything else to cover today? No, that wraps it up. You can find the show notes for this episode at betterworlds.net slash podcast slash 29. You can find us on Twitter at betterworldsnet. If you want to help us out, it would be great if you could rate the show on iTunes or wherever else you might be listening. Rate and review. Rate and review. Um, And that is all for today. Thanks for listening. Go then. Do you guys keep talking about things being something adjacent because of what I said about the Lego Star Wars show being canon adjacent? Yes. Okay. I liked that description. Yeah. So. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine.